0: And uh, C and their CEO. And their CEO. <laughs> Kip's,
1: Kip's dude, drunk. Dude, that's that's totally gonna be the intro. <laughs> no, nah,
0: dude. I was I was ca- I was choking, actually. You were? So it sounded like a hiccup. Yeah, I was cho- no, yeah, I was kinda choking and then I hiccuped a little bit. Because
1: so. it sounded really funny on my end. Oh
0: <laughs> uh, cool. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's funny.
1: I'm glad so. my I'm glad my dying makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Elder Speak episode 16. This is Martz and with me I have Randy... Hi! And Kip. Howdy! <laughs> and so just to kick it all off we'll start with uh, the status update for the site. Well, Randy why don't you take that one.
2: Uh, right now, actually, as we speak, the site is totally broken um, <laughs> because we're out, right? we're actually <laughs> switching we're switching everything over to a whole new format. Uh, everything is going to be searchable now on our website, and everything is also going to be automatically updated. So, uh, we're no longer going to have to manually update our RSS feed. We're no longer going to have to manually update um, our back catalog or reviews or news or anything. So, it's going to be a very very awesome site. Um, You can also log in now to the very front and actually add your own avatar and comment whenever you'd like on any of our um, stories or anything like that. Some of the images might not be working because, uh, you know, of course, we're just rebooting everything that we've got. But otherwise, we're doing we're in really good shape. Um, And that's it. That's the status of the site. Yeah. And it's all there's
0: one more major thing. There's one more major thing you forgot to mention. And that's that we're changing our symbol.
2: Yes, yes. We, we have we have changed our symbol, and, and now the tattoo that is on my chest is now officially old and defunct, and I'm going to have to have it laser removed. You
1: know, <laughs> I, I think there's another thing that's important to mention here, and that's that the forums will be unchanged by this. You can still go to the forums, and you can still talk to the guys in the community and uh, register if you haven't done that yet, and it, it all works uh, just as it always has, so yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: and and uh the uh the iTunes podcast is actually going to stay as it is um so you don't need to like change your subscription or anything like that as to where you're going to be getting your iTunes podcast.
1: Um and that's it. Yeah and by the way uh just to mention it just uh, in case someone didn't notice uh the podcast is actually up on iTunes again. Uh we had a bit of uh, uh we had a few problems with that and basically Episodes 13 and 14 weren't up on iTunes, but uh, 14 and 15 now is, and 13 won't be, but uh, you can still download it from the sites.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so 13 is the last episode.
1: Yeah, so. (laughs) And all future episodes, of course, will be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: On with the show! Yay. Yay!
0: Kip, what have you been playing this week, man? Um, you know what I've been playing? I've been beating the shit out of Pixel Junk Eden. I got 50 out of 50 Spectra, Hell yeah, and I'm the champion. I'm the champion of the world. And spoiler <laughs> alert, you unlock custom music. So, it makes the game 10 times better and I love the ending and the end, I've never been so emotionally excited about beating a video game. Like, <laughs> I was I was just like when I got that last Spectra. First of all, there's a boss. There's a final boss in Pixel Junk Eden. Okay, that's like a little known, little known fact because no it, one beats this game. Apparently. So is it is it is it
1: kind of like the the enemies?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the enemies only way bigger and way more powerful, and you got you got to kind of beat it, it. Guards the last spectra, <laughs> and so it's it's really cool. And dude, just how the last le- after you get four out of the five spectra on the last level, it looks so awesome. Like they, it, it feels like the level's like about to explode, and it's just oh, it's really really cool. Cool. So, awesome. It's worth it. It's worth it if you can beat it. So,
2: that's it. That's awesome.
0: That's all I've been playing. So, that's you? all. I mean, I've just I've been emotionally drained after that. So. <laughs> it was an yeah. emotional experience for Kip. Yeah, it was like it was like the first time hearing the Beatles. I mean, it was. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Randy, <anyway. laughs> Randy, how about you, man? Um, I actually haven't been playing two... Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's a lie. That's a huge lie. Um, I played two games this week. I played Star Wars Force Unleashed again, just because I've been in kind of a Star Wars-y mood. Um, and um, the guys at, um, I believe it's Frozen Bite. I'm really sorry if I got this wrong. Uh, they were gracious enough to actually give us a couple of review copies of Killing Floor uh, for PC. And so um, I played that this uh, earlier this week, actually, with you, Mats. And yep. uh, you know, a couple other, couple other uh, uh, site members as well. And uh boy it was it's it's really very very cool. Um I'm going to have a review up for it shortly but um I really liked it for 20 bucks I think it's definitely worth its value. It's um uh, it's kind of like um Left for Dead but uh grittier if you could if you could picture it grittier and um um I don't know. I, I just think there's something a little bit more enjoyable about it because the violence is so more visceral in this. And, uh, I don't know. I really like it. I really like it. I've been kind of addicted to it and kind of want to go back and play it again.
1: Cool. Mm. Uh, just to, uh, just to, uh, jump over to me then. I've actually also been playing King of as, as uh, Randy mentioned. And I just want to elaborate on the fact that it, it's not just kind of like Left 4 Dead. It is exactly like Left 4 Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have a fat guy that's, that's vomits on you. Uh, you have, uh, Invisible girls that are extremely dangerous. Uh, you have, well, it's 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 very much like Left of Dead, but it is more gritty as, yes, and it is more, it's more action. It's not as strategic as as Left 4 You just basically have to, well, not not only, but you 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 basically go around shooting zombies and and doing so with a great amount of style and and fun. You have crazy weapons like a crossbow and a flamethrower and and the chainsaw. Yeah, and the dual hand cannons, my favorite weapon, which is basically two, two overcharged uh, uh, desert eagles. Desert eagles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and basically, if you fire it uh, at a zombie, he'll either uh, he'll either die, um, just fall and die, or he'll lose an arm or a head uh, instantly with one shot. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a real fun game it's fun it's
0: funny how that kind of i remember in uh, Resident Evil 2 the it, once you got the custom magnum i mean it's funny how that just ne- blowing up zombies' heads just never loses its appeal <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. gets it just gets better it just keeps getting better it's like a it's like a perpetual motion machine just keeps getting better and faster and better.
2: Well, that's kind of the neat thing about this this game. Much, you know, like uh, Left 4 Dead, you can, like, shoot your zombies and stuff in the chest. But this game is, you've got to be a lot more accurate, and Like, headshots count way more. Like, it's almost a waste of a bullet if you don't hit them in the head. Well, and so, if, you, if you
1: don't have the hand cannons.
2: If you don't have the hand cannons and you don't yeah. hit them in the head. But um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. You can play up to six players all at the same time instead of just four. Eight. Eight. Oh, it's eight players? I thought it was six. Eight. Um but uh, yeah, ton of fun, ton of fun. Is it an FBS? or what's it? It's a what, yeah, first-person first shooter, but uh, you know, it's like survival mode, kind of like Left 4 Dead. Um, but after the waves of zombies are done, you've got like a one-minute time period where you can actually run over to a uh, like a store vendor and actually use some cash that you've you've accumulated from like fighting to actually buy better guns and ammunition and stuff because it's you can't just find ammo along the way. You don't yeah. just find guns along the way. You've got to like. You've really got to scrimp and scrape your you know, to get by. It's and more you... survival horror than it is,
1: you know, Left for Dead. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So
0: if I already own if I already own Left For Dead, why
1: should I buy Killer Floor? It's way more fun in a group setting with with a bunch of friends. It's um uh, you don't have it's not as serious as as Left For Dead. You can yeah. sort of have more fun, just pure just non uh yeah, fun. <laughs> Plus, kill, so maybe, I, you know,
2: Left for Dead is is uh, it's really kind of cool. It has that that movie episodic kind of experience. But Killing Floor is a lot faster paced. Um, it's a lot more accurate. You've got to be you've got to be way more careful. Um, and um, I, I don't know. I, I it's just it's just more. I don't want to say it's more fun. I'm not saying it's a better game. It's just a good game. It's a good supplement for somebody who has played the hell out of Left for Dead
1: and they want something more. Yeah. What, well, a, what I, a good I, compa- I, go, go ahead. I, I also want to uh, stress that uh, even though Randy is describing it as as you have to be more careful and more accurate, that's only really in the later uh, waves. In the early ones, you can just basically go Rambo and run straight at them with the knife or with the gun or whatever. So it's, it's, it's that kind of nice balance where it lets you sort of relax and have a lot of fun and just get around the first few waves and then uh, in the later waves uh, of each level you just sort of have to uh, do more, more cooperative playing, basically. Hmm.
0: Would you say that I'm accurate in saying then that Left 4 Dead is like Grand Theft Auto and Killer Floor is like Saints Row? Kind of, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's a pretty good, good comparison. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, I like, I like games that are aware of themselves. You know, what I mean, The <laughs> yeah. game that knows it's a zombie. You know what I mean? It's, it, it knows what it's trying to do. There's no, like, we don't, it's not, it's not a movie. This is killing zombies.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> all it is. Just killing zombies. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. And, like, and you know what? It's not a full-priced game either. It's
1: only 20 bucks, you know? It's, it's definitely worth it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also played a bit of an iPhone phone game uh, called, I played it a little last week too, but I didn't really talk about it. Uh, it's called Archmage Defense. Uh, it's, it's basically a um, castle defense game. Uh, on the iPhone, uh, where you uh, you control an evil archmage wizard, and you have a bunch of of uh, hoarding uh, hoarding villagers and and knights and stuff trying to attack your uh, your castle because you I don't know you perform wicked experiments and are a bad bad boy or something. Uh, but um, <laughs> so 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 what you do uh, you have several different types of magic you can throw at them to stop them from reaching your castle and starting to sort of punch down your walls um, and one of them is, uh, is the, the one you start with is actually a lightning strike uh, which has you dragging your finger from one point in the screen where the actual skull head skull mounting thing over the door of your castle is sort of like a uh, magic s- storage something, it's a conductor or something and you drag your finger f- uh, from that and zip it across all the enemies on the screen to make lightning sh- chain lightning shoot out and kill them all and wow. as, as the game progresses, you get uh, hard, more difficult enemies with special attacks and stuff. And then you get more, more uh, uh, sort of magic. You have a fire attack that if you set fire to one people, one person, and uh, another enemy is close by, it, the fire will propagate and spread. Cool. Uh, so it's 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 really fun. It's it's very simple and repetitive, but you sort of don't. It's not repetitive, in the, uh, repetitive in the way that you get sick of it too quickly. It's it's more of a. Play five minutes when you don't have anything better to do. Kind of game. Cool. So it's it's good. I'm gonna have a review review up for it uh, this weekend. Oh. Mm.
2: Rock on. Should yeah. we move on to news?
1: Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> our first item on news this uh, this week is uh, that the Modern Warfare 2 Prestige Edition was unveiled, and uh, basically they uh, they uh, released a video showing the ultimate prestige edition of the game where you actually get a uh, night vision goggle set uh, with the game. Uh, <laughs> which looks pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> so if you buy a Wii... No, I'm just gonna...
0: If you buy a Wii, you get a rubber ducky or a squirt <laughs> gun. <laughs> From GameStop. If you buy... If you buy Modern Warfare 2... You get night vision goggles. <laughs> they work. Now I'm just. I know. I know our, our topic for today is mature, like casual versus hardcore gamers. But I I can't I can't come up with a metaphor. That's better than that.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So both of them aren't to be used with the console, because if you look <laughs> at a, at the screen with the night vision goggles, you'll go blind, or well, blinding. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's my. the. But but I I I can't imagine the price of this thing. It must be really expensive because it's a big, huge box. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. I'm assuming that like,
0: yeah. First gen. Twenty nine. Hmm. It's one hundred and twenty nine dollars.
1: It is. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, first first generation night night vision goggles. They they work. They don't work as well as the new ones, like the ones that you'll see in the game. But it'll work. It'll still
1: be enough to play around and play Silence of the Lambs with. Yeah. See. Okay. So, do you want to buy this package, the Prestige Edition, or do you want to buy two games and a PSN or XB, XBLA game? Uh. Because that's the same thing. You you can get the same thing for the same price. It
2: depends on how hardcore I love Modern Warfare. You know. I personally won't. Yeah, I mean. Kip?
0: Um. Well, I I don't play. I mean, I'm not a big FPS player to begin with, or whatever. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I wouldn't be buy. I wouldn't buy that game anyway. But I gotta be honest. The fact that it comes with night vision goggles tempted me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding. I I don't think you guys understand how cool night vision goggles are. (laughs) Like, I think you guys are drastically underestimating the awesomeness of night vision goggles.
2: So if we get a review okay. copy, I know who we're sending it to. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you rise the in, Do you rise the influx of how many more people in the world are going to have night
1: vision goggles? That stock going to go through the Jesus roof. Christ. <laughs> Did, do any of you know what a, a standard set of night vision goggles actually costs? Like uh, a new, you, a, a, yeah, a new
2: generation. Uh, I guess. No,
1: so. I guess a decent mid-level one. Uh, I don't know. Let me let me Google. Let me find out. All right. Uh, moving on to the next piece of news, Valkyria Chronicles yeah, this- 2 is going to be on the PSP and not the PS3. Um, that's basically what we know about it. Uh, it we have we've seen a few images and and, and stuff, but um, it looks uh it looks like Valkyria Chronicles on PSP, if you ask me. Did mm-hmm. any of you play it?
0: Uh uh no, <laughs> I didn't play it. I'm not uh I'm not that I don't I don't know. It's just not my type of game. I. So.
2: I would play it, but I don't have the time. I know I don't have the time for that game. It just it just looks like it takes hours upon hours to finish. Um, but yeah. it's one of those games that I would want to really play. Um, that being said, I, I, I'm kind of excited that the next one's going to be on PSP, because PSP still doesn't have that many great titles, and, you know, yeah. a Valkyria
1: Chronicles game, I think, is a really great idea. Yeah, and speaking of titles for the PSP, Saints Row is actually also going, going to be on the PSP, and uh, it's a funny thing because uh, this PSP is really stepping it up in terms of games. Uh, this is basically yeah. an exclusive PSP game for Saint Row. It seems like um, mm. a funny thing. The way that this was announced actually was that the Swedish metal band Opeth um, had on their website. Uh, uh, a statement that said that they didn't really play games much, but they did enjoy it when their games when their music was featured in games, especially the upcoming PSP version of Saint Row. So wow, <laughs> so that's a pretty uh, embarrassing way to uh, to announce a title.
0: <laughs> I think it's an awesome way. I mean, dude, a, Nor- yeah.
1: a frickin' Nordic
0: death metal band
1: announces dude, their, <laughs> their their music is fucking awesome. It's one of my favorite bands. So. Uh, yeah. Well, of course it is, dude. Of course it is. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's a
0: pretty sweet way. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, you know, freaking... Uh, oh,
1: it's not. I don't, I, I, Dave, I'm betting.
0: Dave Grohl announced the new Grand Theft Auto? I mean, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, versus, versus some
1: random guy who works for the company making a statement. <laughs> I can imagine Snoop Dogg announcing GTA. Yes, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but can you imagine the PR all. guys? How their head is sort of wrecking from this? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah, can't I'm... this can't exactly fit into their uh, their marketing plan.
0: Or maybe it does. Well, I mean, maybe it does. Maybe yeah, maybe it was totally on purpose. You know? Yeah. So who knows? You know, I don't know either. But anyway, yeah, I like I like it. I mean, I like you know part of it is probably that the PSP. Um, Part of it is probably that the PSP, you know, the development costs went down eighty percent. So what, yeah. I mean, what company isn't make a game for them? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it's got a huge install base. They just don't have that many great games for it because it's kind of a pirate stream right now, more than a gamer
1: stream. Doesn't it have like yeah. uh, sixty million PSPs out there? Yeah. That's that's a lot. That's half the PSP PS2s install base. And right. that's yeah, that's significant. Oh. Um. Yeah. And uh, well, a, f- yeah. a, few, a few weeks ago, um, a few weeks ago, uh, Duke Begins was um, was leaked. Uh, basically, it was a game uh, parallel to uh, Duke Nukem Forever that was being developed, but they didn't really say what uh, studio was developing in it. And apparently, it was Gearbox Software, and they they're really a studio with some good history behind them. They've they've made some decent games, so. It goes to uh, it, it. It sort of makes you wonder whether this will actually come out at some point, as opposed to Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem Forever, because there's nothing that's really stopping them from releasing it. So,
0: what I, mean, I guess I mean I, we have to assume it's going to come out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I understand that that one with that one Duke Nukem game it didn't, but I mean. I think we
1: have to assume. I hope that we have to assume that it's going to come out. So. Yeah. Well, uh, the oh. the uh, the development of the game was actually put on hold a year ago, but they still had a year in the in the oven. So the game is already a year underway. So mm-hmm. who knows?
0: Well, it's still. You know what? It's <clears throat> ten years too late. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Duke yeah. Nukem. I don't care about him. Yeah. He's, he's uh, done. He's, he's he's like Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, he's just. He's really cool in the nineties. Well,
1: yeah, I would so. I would I would even go so far as to say that he was um, he belonged to a certain generation in the nineties and, and the and our generation, if it lived in the nine nineties or or if we were this old in the nineties, would completely disregard it as just silly. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I was
2: see, I was totally in the Duke Nukem generation, and uh, and he's still he's lost on me. You know, it's like, come on, man, we grew out of that. Much like we're not all listening to Nirvana anymore, or, um, yeah. you know,
1: that's just that's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point, though. Uh, I don't think 20 year olds yeah. like Duke Nukem. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, can so, I backtrack real quick, guys? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. The cheapest first-generation Night Vision goggle that I could find during our my little time of silence there was $148, um, and that's wow. for a, a monocular. So, hey, if you want a cheap pair of Night Vision goggles and a video game, this is a deal.
1: Yeah, <laughs> regardless of the quality. <laughs> I, think, <it.
2: laughs>
0: I think you get a bunch of other stuff.
2: You know, in in
0: addition to just the Night Vision goggles like, and a game, I think you get, like, the concept art. And you get like a bonus disc, and I think you, I don't know, I can't remember what else you get, but you get a lot of stuff for one. Well,
1: well, there's actually a collector's edition as well, which is uh, the hard body box with the the metal uh, boxing, and that's uh, a lot smaller, but that's that's also sold. Uh, and if you if anyone bought the uh, the uh, collector's edition of, for example, Killzone, they don't know what it's gonna look like. Uh, yeah. So so I'm guessing that'll have most of the stuff except for the night vision goggles which will only be in that prestige edition.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, that's yeah. awesome. That's I mean, why would I, well, I dude, I'll pay the extra money for yeah. <laughs> for that. I think it's cool. Yeah, so. I think
2: I might actually get it now. Hmm. Um <laughs> moving, seriously <laughs> moving, on. moving on though. Uh BioShock 2 and Bayonetta have both been pushed back to uh 2010.
1: Yeah. Uh, BioShock Two got pushed back to the first half of 2010, and Bayonetta is going to release on in January. Uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly couldn't care less about BioShock Two right now. I think they need to prove that it's going that it's going to be significantly different from BioShock One, because even though BioShock One was great, I don't think I want to play that game again. Um, and Bayonetta is 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 it's, it's too bad. I I I really like games like Bayonetta, and I really like the guy that's making it. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I,
0: I I hope bayonetta gets delayed forever. I hope it
2: dies. I hope. I, I'm I'm with you, <laughs> yeah. Kip. I, if you I look hate up, that game. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, if you look up pandering in the dictionary, uh, that that definition will actually describe bayonetta to a T.
1: Well, I mean, come on, it's it's devil may cry with a with a with a girl instead of a guy. That's and well, and it's, yeah, no, you know it's, it's Devil May Cry with a whore instead dude, of a guy. That's dude, it look at Dante walking around about with the red leather coat and the bare bare chest. He's the male version of her. This game
0: sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't but no the difference is that the difference is that all dante's moves don't revolve around his penis killing people you know
1: like <laughs> okay true
0: so like versus all of her like everything that she does involves like spreading her legs or like sh- you know shooting somebody you know this or like you know her all of her clothes coming off and forming a monster it's like come on
1: okay so i'm curious weren't you really excited about this game just a few months ago no I hate I've always didn't, hated this game. Didn't, didn't you make a post in the forums saying like uh, Bayonetta is going to be great and this is why you should care and the developer is awesome and stuff like that? Are
2: you are you confusing
1: Apps. him with somebody else? Yeah, I, I would never have said that. <laughs> Strange.
0: I hate that game. I've always hated it. So. Okay. <laughs> uh I I make fun of the trailer all the time like where he's like the name
1: is Luca. I make
0: fun of that cool. all the time.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean like, I'm I'm coming from coming to it from the angle of this is Devil May Cry with the chick. And mm-hmm. and, and that's I mean, Devil May Cry has never had a good story or or a good uh, at least a good percentage story. Uh maybe four was an exception it, it had Dude, Devil and, May Cry three
0: had a great story I felt. And I thought Devil May Cry one had a good story too. I that's how uh, I
2: feel about it. Well define good for I a video mean, game. Yeah. For a okay. video game they had good
1: stories. Yeah. Okay for a video. I don't know. For a video game, that's not Silent Hill or, or Metal Gear or something, or you know, yeah. one of those really sophisticated stories. Yeah, it has, it had a decent action story, I guess, but the the the, yeah. the acting was never top notch. Um, no. And Bayland is definitely not going to have top notch acting. Um, I think yeah. that's pretty clear. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, Mid midway, Chicago closed its doors and and uh, fired all its executives, actually. Uh, but you. it turns out that Warner Bros. bought up the or acquired the entire development team. So the actual
2: uh,
1: drunk guys that does all the work uh, gets to uh, move on to a new job. Uh, good for uh, good
2: for the working class, and I'm sure those executives will find jobs elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Everybody. Everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, I mean, this this whole Midway thing has been going on for a while. I don't think it's that much. Uh, that much yeah. of a topic to talk about so let's just move on yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> red faction guerrilla is going to be released on september 11th for pc which i thought was kind of funny <laughs> seeming as it's a game where you blow stuff up especially buildings being rela- released on yeah so uh. Uh, <laughs> so i do
2: do you guys think that they're doing this intentionally to get like bad press coverage which in turn would be good press coverage. No,
1: because actually there's a there's a side thing to this. It's being released in Europe September the 11th, but 15th in, in U.S. in the U.S. But it's still uh, but it's still sort of strange. Yeah,
0: Because yeah, uh, it seems to me it's just like a stupid idea to begin with. Because 9/11 is like a day of mourning in the U.S., so a lot of people aren't going to be out buying video games that day. So why would why yeah, would you and, release and, it that day? Uh, and know? to
1: be fair, it's kind of a day of mourning in in, in Europe as well. We do we do take a minute out to to pay respects for 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 the the event and and the dead and everything. Uh, in really, that's hey, interesting. You, know, you Norwegians aren't that bad after all. Yeah. Uh, well, a dead human is still a dead human, no matter where he's from. Uh,
0: no, no, it's no, thousands. You're, you're confusing you're confusing everyone else with Americans. Americans are better.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> freedom what's your, what's, what's your average um uh iq base again
0: the best the best <laughs> the best out of 100
2: <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> moving on um upcoming activision games to be priced at 55 pounds in the
1: uk as in case suppose, you don't know 55 pounds is a lot of money yeah, that's like ninety dollars, $90. and and usually games in the UK are priced at forty bucks or forty pounds. So this is basically a pretty pretty big deal for for uh, for our listeners in the UK or people in the UK in general. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, gonna debut with uh, Call of Duty, so or Modern Warfare 2, I guess. So I mean, that's game. That game's gonna be bought anyway, no matter what the price is. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I think it's also going to debut with uh, with a huge amount of piracy, you know. Whenever whenever any country you know is in in financial hard times and and you know something that people just kind of want and they can get access to without paying for it. Yeah, but
1: but but the thing is, you, you you buy you buy Modern Warfare for the for the online.
2: That's true. That's
1: true. Though, so, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason it sold like 12 million. So, yeah. in the U.S. alone, who knows what it sold in the rest of the world? It's because yeah. we saved the world in that game. Yep. <laughs> Go America. As
0: usual. As usual. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, hey, Mats. What did what did Norway do in that game? Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. You, you do know that you play largely as a British in that game, right?
0: Nope. Yeah. No, he was secretly born in America. We find out in this game. <laughs> That's a twist. Yeah.
1: So. You, uh rabbit uh, you take this one.
2: Ah, uh, everybody, and this is I I was uh, the the person that sadly posted this on our news page which is now dead. Ellen Wake is not coming to the PC. It currently has no plans of coming to the PC. Blasphemy? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I don't come? I don't want to sound like a a foul mouth person, so I'm going to say this as politely as I can. That is probably one of the biggest jerk moves that Microsoft could do to its PC gaming crowd. Um it's it's
1: it's, it's the Max Payne guys. If they belong on PC.
2: Well apparently Microsoft won't allow Remedy to program the PC version. They've been interested in it, but Microsoft doesn't want them to do it. Yeah. So it's Mm. it's not Remedy had announced that they aren't doing it. They say they want to do it. Or not that they want to do it, but they would be interested in it. But Microsoft doesn't want to do it. Now, this is this is after years of, you know, everybody basically plugging that this is going to be a PC and a 360 game. You know, I I can remember following Alan Wake for at least two years now. You know, don't you think that somebody could have spoken up within those past two years and said, um, hey, everybody, just a quick correction, that's a 360 exclusive title? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it hurts. You know, it hurts the title. That's why. You know, you want to build hype for so long. You know. I don't yeah. know if it.
1: I don't know if it's gonna hurt that much in terms of sales. It's gonna hurt more in terms of PR. Just uh, just because of basically Microsoft refusing to let them do it. I think that's gonna hurt the most. Um, I think this is the kind of game that would be pirated a lot on PC i
2: I really think that this is uh, just a an excuse for um uh, yeah microsoft just to, say- to, to for people to buy their to buy the xbox instead of staying on p c because on your p c you have your internet connection, but on your xbox you've got your internet connection and you've got to pay your monthly fee to
1: microsoft you know yeah and and I also think this is a way for Microsoft to say, look it's a real exclusive it's not it's not yeah. also on the yeah. PC because that's the kind of thing that Sony tosses at them all the time, saying, "Well, you know, you can get most of their good games on PC anyway. So most people have a PC and a PS3. So what's the problem?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think okay. that's a well, this is a way to will... counter uh, that. Yeah. Do
0: you think it's temporary though? It'll be temporary exclusive and then go to PC. De- definitely.
1: Yeah, I think so. eventually it'll even if. Uh, uh, uh... A user has to actually create the pa- the 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 port. It'll happen.
0: Oh. I never really even <laughs> thought of it that way. That's crazy. It's possible. The fact. Yeah, I mean that's that I mean. Wow, that's kind of a sad day when that happens. You know. Yeah. But you know, but we don't get bad when Sony does it. Does you what? Know, not, no, like Sony, uh, PlayStation games aren't on PC, and like no one ever gets mad.
1: Yeah, because so they, know, they they've it. never really been on PC. There's a precedent
0: yeah. I know, but that's yeah. you know, I mean that's the that's the industry standard. I mean the yeah. Wii doesn't do that, PlayStation does that, why would Microsoft do it? You know? It's just hurting them. So
1: mm. Well I don't know about like that, but about it. well,
0: it's not helping them to, you know, not have have people play something on other than the Xbox. They want it people to play stuff on the Xbox. You
1: know, yeah, I mean, but they, they
2: they
0: they also they, sell, any... they
1: also sell uh Windows.
0: Yeah, but do that what competition do they have with Windows?
2: Yeah, but you can't supposedly play. uh Google's actually gonna be coming out with an OS, but I think it's for netbooks only, but they will have competition hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, but have competition Yeah. Yeah yeah, but God. you won't be able to play these games there. True. Yeah, so that's that's uh, the big part. And I mean if, mm-hmm. if Microsoft w- wants to survive now with uh, with Apple and Google sort of making good big strides in the in the OS department, if Microsoft wants Windows to survive, I think they have to sort of play to their strengths, and one of their strengths are, strengths are the games. They're the only uh, system with uh, that ha- that has the major support for games. Yeah, uh, but so, I mean, Apple's not per- their
0: their biggest competitor. Apple isn't pursuing that at all, you know. So they don't really have. I mean, they have no
1: reason to improve.
0: No, until you but, have competition. no
1: but no, but you definitely shouldn't dis disper- deep. Uh, well. You definitely shouldn't make yourself uh, sort of downplay your strengths. You should play your strengths to the to the point.
0: Well, i don't I don't think it. I don't think this is gonna this game not coming out on PC is gonna stop anybody from PC gaming.
1: No, but this is the first one. Obviously, there's gonna be more. Yeah. probably yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. we don't know that though. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, who cares? Mm. So nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: So. so um. So you want to take this next one? Okay. Sure. Uh Harry Potter
0: on Wednesday night uh made 102 million dollars on day 1. So that goes million. From, That goes from midnight release until the night shows on uh Wednesday night. So and it broke all all-time records for any movie
2: in the history of movies. <laughs> That's amazing, <laughs> and it punched them all in the face, and then kicked them yeah. in the face, and yelled at their mothers. Um, I went and saw it,
0: and you guys did not, from no. what I understand. It is fantastic, and you uh, should go see it. And um, I know I'm a little biased because I am kind of a Harry Potter dork, but even though I made an error last week on, I have to correct my error that Snape <laughs> did become the dark defense against the dark arts teacher. I'm a fool, but anyway, so um. Yeah, uh, it was really, really good. And they do the stuff with Draco, how he's very um, going through a lot of kind of angsty problems with the, his task that he has to do, and they do it extremely well. And there's some really cool cinematography in it. That's just like really, really cool. Like, there's this one scene where it shows it, uh, it goes outside of the castle, and it shows Hermione and or uh, it shows Hermione. Crying first, like with Harry, and then it moves around the castle and it goes up this tower and then you see like you see um Ron and Lavender Brown like making out or a snogging, as they call it, and then it keeps going up the castle and then you see like Draco just like staring out like from the castle and it's just cool because it's like it shows you all the different stories that are going on just as it moves through the castle. It's it's really really cool, hmm. and they do they do the scene where Harry has his little spat with Draco. And he uses Snape's curse on him. They do that scene really awesome, and it's really cool. And there's, like, blood. And this is definitely the darkest of all the Harry Potter movies. I mean, now by you, far. Now you have to tell me what Snape's curse is. Uh, I can't I can't remember the exact name of it. But...
2: It's called the Sectumsempra. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's, it's basically this curse that Snape made up for himself. I'm a huge Harry Potter dork, too. Um, he mm-hmm. made up this curse for himself, and basically, I, I don't know how they handled it in the movie, but... But Kip said they did it pretty well. Uh basically yeah. it, it almost makes like um nice. I don't know, like an invisible knife or invisible whips and it just kind of cuts the person to, you know, just shreds or you know, not mm. in tiny pieces, but several lacerations. So it sounds yeah. it sounds very cool. Wait, basically what happened isn't
0: Snape yeah, basically a good, what
1: happened. What? Isn't Snape a good guy?
0: Uh, so that, we can't, kind that, of
1: <laughs> Kind of, yeah
0: spoiler alert and do that but um <laughs> anyway yeah he, uh, he definitely um he well he does he, it's when he's a little kid that he comes up with the with the oh, curse okay. yeah
2: whatever he's, so he's... Harry,
0: harry somehow comes upon it without revealing anything and uh he uses it against Draco, and Draco like what they do is he falls down and Draco 's wearing like a white shirt, and you start seeing blood just like soak through the shirt and like fill up the like the floor it 's really cool and it like looks like he 's dead, but luckily somebody 's there to save him so
2: hmm. yeah this this book, this movie or this book was was definitely one of my favorite of of all of them um, because Order of Phoenix ended um, if if you haven't read the the books, the way the way the pinnacle of the, the whole story is uh, the Order of the Phoenix is actually probably the top of the roller coaster ride, and that's where the you know the ride starts to fall. And Half uh, uh, Half Blood Prince and the the last one are totally nothing but you know the downward slope where it's all action almost all the time. You you learn yeah. a lot, but uh, I really personally can't wait to go see this movie. This this looks awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, a- it's it's really cool. There's some scenes missing though that aren't that that kind of suck though like Dumbledore's um, Dumbledore's funeral spoiler alert <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they 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 don't have that at all that's not in yeah. the movie at all which is kind of terrible and a lot of the really really important memories of Tom Riddle are not in the movie. Oh,
2: those I, were the best parts of the book.
0: They, they were the best parts of the book, too, and there's only, like, two of them in the whole, book, in the whole movie, and I was really disappointed at the ones they chose.
1: So. Uh, it's, it's probably going to be on the DVD, then, don't you think they're related scenes and stuff? Maybe. I've
0: heard no, they They didn't film it, from what I understand. Um, they, because I saw an interview with Daniel Radcliffe where they asked him about it, and he was just like, you know, it's a movie. It's not the book. It's it's separate entity. So the director, you know, chose which parts he felt were the most important. So. Uh,
2: so there's well, your lesson, know, everybody. Read the damn books because they are awesome.
1: I know with yeah. uh, with Lord of the Rings, they uh, they sort of had. I think it was almost an hour of deleted scenes, which were. Really, really important scenes from the book that yeah. uh, that they deleted from the the main movie but uh, in yeah. the in the special- they were,
0: they were in a, yeah they were in a, yeah. Peter Jackson was notorious for his extended editions though you yeah. know what I mean he knew you knew exactly you knew you were getting like an hour extra footage um speaking of special editions though the Watchmen you know coming out on um oh yeah uh, blu ray um I think the very first night it comes out if you buy it you can watch the movie along with Zack Snyder, who is the director of it, and, like, comment and talk to him, like, via Blu-ray live. Wow. Which I think is really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah, cool. so, like, I mean, that would be awesome. I think he gives, like, commentary as he goes or something. I'm not really sure how exactly it works, but that movie also has another 24 minutes of footage that was on <laughs> scene, so.
1: Oh, uh, by the way, just to drop back to the news bit, uh... Home actually launched a classic, or is going to launch a classic uh, arcade space where you can play most of the really, really, really classic arcade games, uh, and it's basically a virtual arcade. Uh, it, it looks pretty cool. I, I wonder if it's free. I, I don't have any precise info on that, but if it costs money, it's going to be a bummer. Yeah. Are they, uh, they going to play? Are they going to be PlayStation One games? Or no, no, are they gonna it's be... it's 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 arcade games like like uh, Joust and. Pac-Man and stuff like that. Really oh, cool,
0: really, old school. I I could not imagine they would make you pay for it. That would yeah. be insane. I mean, it just is silly. So, yeah.
1: who knows? Uh, but it's it's. Uh, I guess that's the way you're gonna get this kind of stuff on 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 the PS3. I mean, on on Xbox, you sort of you can pay for the the game and download it, but I guess they're trying to to bolster home's appeal, so. It's like, it's kind of like that. Uh, I hope it's
0: not like the Trash Panic game where you can pay literally a quarter at a time to play uh, three
1: levels of it. No, hopefully Did you guys hear about that. Yeah, I heard about that. It's uh, well, yeah, Hopefully, it's it's just basically a space in home, just like the the bowling alley, where you walk up to stuff and, and play it. So, cool. Hopefully. cool. So, yeah. Moving on. The question of the week this week is hardcore versus casual. And to elaborate that means uh basically what do you guys think about the uh the uh the relationship between hardcore and casual gamers and games? And, and do you think uh one of them needs to go away or do you think we need to stop using that terminology altogether? Uh Randy, why don't you go first? Um personally I, I really,
2: really hate the term uh hardcore, you know, and, and casual as much as much as I hate you know people when they refer to um classic gaming as retro gaming or even old school gaming, you know maybe that's just because I'm old and it doesn't seem all that old to me, but um I personally would prefer if we actually dropped the whole casual versus hardcore gaming kind of thing um The line between the two i think is is starting to get blurred and and I think what is actually happening by us continuing using this whole I'm a hardcore gamer, you're a casual gamer, we're kind of dividing ourselves as gamers as a whole. You know, um, back when TV was a, a new medium, um, back when, you know, film was a new medium, I don't think there were such thing as hardcore television watchers versus casual television watchers based on what you watched. People just watch television for enjoyment. So I'm kind of hoping that that's the kind of uh, um, mass acceptance that gaming gets. Huh.
1: Mm. Well,
0: I mean, uh, you know, I'm pretty, much, I'm pretty much with you for the most part, Randy, uh, as far as the idea of getting rid of the terminology. But for the sake of having a good discussion, I think I will argue the other point. Okay. That, you know, like in any other industry, the music and entertainment industry, there is a hardcore and a casual audience. And so I think, it's, I think it can also be good that it um, – you know it's good that it it's been split like that just because it does show growth in our industry that and i don't think you know you're never i don't think it's ever going to happen where you're going to have 16 year old girls playing call of duty you know 7 it's just never going to happen and they're going to you know they're going to continue to play maybe the project and tall games and whatever so i think to ignore the split completely would be kind of ignorant that you know there's There's music that's targeted at emo people. There's music that's targeted at indie people. There's music that's targeted at, like, 50-year-old men, you know, and I think that's the direction of our, you know, there's casual music, then there's, like, more hardcore music, more, you know, in-depth music that people who are a little more into that industry are going to be you know, interested in, so.
2: I, I yeah. think that's a pretty good point, but we also really need to be careful as to, you know, when we actually call ourselves hardcore gamers that we're not actually coming across as being pretentious dicks. Um, because I have <laughs> I have friends who I, I occasionally go and have dinner with who are foodies and they are self-proclaimed foodies and I fucking hate going to dinner with them um, mm-hmm. because it's not enjoyable to me. I can't I can't just sit down and eat and enjoy what I'm eating. I've got to know everything about the food. I've got to know um how to eat the food i've got to know that i can't put ketchup on something if if i want to put ketchup on it and i think the same thing can happen to us if we really don't watch ourselves with people who are self-referential as hardcore gamers um i i, I like to play casual games and i i do kind of consider myself or i guess i should consider myself as a hardcore gamer because i will play anything and everything um but um you know, I, I still really enjoy sitting down with um, with friends playing casual games, but I, I kind of have to watch myself so I don't come across as that pretentious dick.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, see, I, I, I feel like, to you, like what you just said to me, if we made it into music, you'd be the guy who's like, oh, I listen to everything. <laughs> you know? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, you listen to everything, but like that doesn't make it, you know what I mean? that I don't know if that like liberates you you know I mean, what i mean right like, right like, so i mean to me it's just you know i'm i'm kind of the opposite that i play a very particular set of games you know what i mean i and i play them through over and over again in hardcore and like find everything and that's just my style and i you know I, to me it just seems like i mean that that's the natural progression of things and i don't think we can stop that and there's always going to be those people out there so.
2: yeah yeah. Well, do you do you think that uh, that one side is killing the other? Do you think that hardcore gaming is is uh, detrimental to casual gaming, or vice versa?
0: Um, I would say, I mean, n- and is punk rock hurting Kelly Clarkson sales? No. You know, like, yeah. no, not really. You know, mm. so that's what I would say to that. I
2: guess. No, I, you know what? I think that's a good point. I I think that's a really good. point. Good point. <laughs> <Kip>. Are, you... <laughs> Are you having a hard time, Kip? Why? I don't know. It sounds like you're huffing and puffing and walking upstairs or something.
0: Oh, no, I'm just fat, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, I-, I think that's a good point. I think, you know, different genres aren't necessarily hurting one another. I think there's a lot of people that do think that, you know, hip-hop and pop actually is killing rock, but, you know... Uh, I don't know. In the end, all all of those industries are probably doing fine for themselves. Um, I think when people actually do get a little worried about, you know, the, the casual audience killing the hardcore gaming, I, I don't actually see that happening yet. You know, because in the past couple of years, I mean, I can I can just look through my catalog of games that I've got right in front of me: Army of Two, Assassin's Creed, Dark Sector, Grand Theft Auto, Infamous, Lair, Metal Gear Solid, Prince of Persia, Resident Evil, Resistance One and Two. Soul Calibur, Star Wars Force Unleashed, th- those aren't, you know, casual games and they're all pretty damn awesome in their own right except for Resident mm-hmm. Evil 5. Um but <laughs> there's also there's also, you know, tons of casual games to come out too, so I don't I don't know what people are really complaining too much about. Um and and really, there's there's so many awesome games out right now, I can't I don't see how people are really bitching about it either. There's so many cool games out right now. I don't see how people could have all the time to do it.
1: You know, well we I think it,
2: here's I think, Here's what I think. Go ahead. I Go ahead, Matt.
1: I think we're, what you're missing here is that we all, or at least most of us, have like all the systems, or at least most of the systems, and we play mm-hmm. any game on any system. We don't really care what system it's on, uh, mm-hmm. I suppose, Or well, not counting the control scheme. But uh, I think this whole thing was brought on by the Wii. I think Wii fans and Nintendo fans that bought the Wii uh, felt they were. Uh, being left out they felt that nintendo abandoned them and i think this whole thing has brought has caused them to sort of hate on casual games when really they should just buy another system that suits their needs better but i
2: i think uh, that's a fair point i think you're right i think a lot of people were looking to um their zeldas and and uh and star fox and stuff like that games that kind of were hardcore back in the day that are kind of softening up you know as they go along you um, know what I
0: mean what 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 has Nintendo what has Nintendo not produced for the
1: Wii that they've produced in the past for the GameCube or the N64? Well it's 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 not just about Nintendo really. It's 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 about Nintendo uh building this audience and the third party is not uh, utilizing the audience instead of yeah, the small minority. minority to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but instead you of know. the small minority, you know with the GameCube and the N64 it was always the hardcore games. And mm-hmm. and, and uh and well, well, with the SNES and NES, there were basically any game. Period. All games were released on that platform. But yeah. But now you see here's, the thing. Here's a, here, now, now you see the thing with uh, uh, with the Wii, where most of them are casual or quote casual games or family games, and not that many are what you would consider hardcore. And I think that's what what made people feel this way and made 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 this topic yeah. arise. Um, here. here Here's what I think is going on. I think the Wii
0: is like Green Day. And let me tell you what I mean. (laughs) I
2: I know where you're going with this
0: already, actually. Exactly. (laughs) The Wii is like Green Day. The Wii, Nintendo was like really cool, or Green Day was really cool for its core audience in California when they first started. Like, everyone liked them. They were like, this is the next big thing. They're such a cool band. And then what happened to Green Day is they went on tour, and their very last show, like this was after their first big CD came I think it was right after Dookie came out. They had their first big show or their last show of their tour was back in their hometown at, their, you know, at the club that they've always played at. And they got booed off the stage and they got chased into a girl's bathroom. And all over the girl's bathroom they were in, it said Green Day sucks everywhere. And I think that's exactly what's going on right now is P- Nintendo fans are saying, hey, we know this was our thing. This was our thing. And I feel like they're, they're using the casual games as a scapegoat for mm-hmm. something that's much simpler that that was ours we don't want everybody else to enjoy it. That's what separated us. That was our world. Because, I mean, they, they, it's bullshit. I mean, what games haven't come out for Nintendo? I mean, they have a Smash Brothers. they have an awesome Mario game, they have an awesome Zelda game. You know, like I, what what they have an awesome Metroid game.
1: What hasn't yeah. come out? Yeah, but it's not about that. They're using Nintendo as a scape, scapegoat, but they're not using the casual audience as a scapegoat as much. Or, yeah, maybe they are, but... But, I, I mean, they also played all kinds of third-party games on the GameCube and the N64 that were hardcore. Uh, there's not really that many of them anymore, and, and that's what upsets people, I think. Uh, getting back to the point, though, I think the whole um, whole separation of, of hardcore gamers and casual gamers, and, and hardcore being real gamers, uh, which were was mentioned in the forums a couple of times this week, and not a point of finger, I think that's bullshit I think uh a gamer is a gamer, and as long as you as as long as you play and enjoy games regularly uh then you're a gamer and and i don't think that you should should be looked down upon or, or should have less worth in a forum if if you prefer one game over another um mm-hmm. and that's basically i think I think the problem with that with the whole Wii thing is that people tend to forget that that uh Nintendo has always kind of tried to go for the mass market. They did that with the N64, and the and they did that with the SNES and NES, and and this time they really yeah. succeeded. That's basically the only difference. They have their core games, the Nintendo and the, Mar- no, the Zelda and the Mario, and the Smash Bros. Yeah. that they've always done, but but they're sort of leaving the rest up to the third-party publishers, and they're failing right now in terms of the hardcore yeah. games.
2: See I think well, I think probably one of the bigger problems though that that is kind of happening with everybody you know claiming hardcore and you know uh probably the casual gamers just considering themselves as gamers not not labeling themselves at all but a lot of times even when um people are in a community or in like a gaming community or um in almost any gaming community that you look at, almost any forum boards out there, if anybody came on board and they were not a hardcore gamer and they just asked a basic question about a game, you know, that um, to them seems perfectly logical, but to everybody on the forum board seems like a stupid question, they'll get chewed apart, and you know, that just kind of further separates the two crowds. You know, the 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 hardcore you know gamers end up being a little bit lonelier because they're pushing away the only you know. Uh, new people that could be potentially part of their crowd. And, you know, the casual gamers get uh, pushed away. Uh, don't want to be hardcore gamers because they don't want to turn into dicks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or um, be around dicks. Or be
0: around here's dicks. My, here's my question. When did Mario become a hardcore game?
1: Well, it's not, but but uh, but. We, we consider
0: it like they're like, Where's the new Donkey Kong? Where's the new Zelda? When did these games I mean Zelda's kind of always been a hardcore game, but yeah. when did when did these super casual like Mario Kart games turn into hardcore games for Nintendo? That that blows my mind.
1: Like, here, here, here's two. what I think. I think those are the games that the hardcore players the, the players that are or gamers that have always considered themselves hardcore for other reasons have also been playing and enjoying and growing, growing up with. And so they sort of, mm-hmm. and it might actually be their favorite games. Many of them think Super Mario Brothers 3 is like the best game ever. So, so, yeah. but they still consider this, themselves hardcore gamers. When you think about it, Mario has never been particularly hardcore. It's very family friendly. It's very pick up. That's what I'm play. saying. Yeah. And, and, so you and 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 basically, what I'm saying is. They sort of misunderstand the direction that Nintendo has always been going for it's just that now Nintendo actually succeeded in it, and that pisses them off i yeah, yeah I actually
2: totally get that uh, it, you're you're basically saying that Nintendo was their springboard into into something harder um, hmm. and it's kind of the same way as um, uh, as the Star Wars movies um hmm. A lot of people forget that Star Wars A New Hope, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Jedi are kids' movies. They are. I mean, uh, as as serious as and as dark as they kind of get from time to time, they're still kids' movies. You know, the acting in them is terrible. I, I love those movies. They're actually my favorite movies, you know, probably of all time. But looking at them, you know, from an adult's point of view, they're pretty bad, like the, acting-wise yeah. and story-wise. They kind of suck. Um, So when when episode one and two and three came out and like Jar Jar came out and everything, people were just pissed off because the Star Wars trilogy didn't, you know, the new Star Wars trilogy didn't grow up with them. And George Lucas was kind of targeting the younger demographic as he was from the get go. So I think it's a similar situation.
1: Mm Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: I think it's kind of interesting, though, because in a previous podcast, we had the discussion about how Star Wars got too serious with the
1: with the new ones.
2: Um. Yeah, it probably did get too serious in well, in episode three, but
1: yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. In episode two and and mostly in episode three, they did. But in episode one, it was totally a kids' movie, and I think the feedback from that <laughs> caused him to to go for a more serious route. And they didn't like that exactly. Movie. So yeah, yeah, exactly, and that, the, that, the that is, my point from the beginning. The, the grass is exactly. always greener on the other
0: side. <laughs> the, that episode, that my point from the beginning. You cannot yeah. please people. You cannot please dorks. You just yeah. can't do it. Like <laughs> no matter what happens, no matter how good those movies were, there's always something to complain about. You know, yeah. the only movie I've ever seen that was like pretty much universally loved was The Dark Knight. Like I didn't know
2: anybody who didn't like that movie. So,
1: I thought the first one was better. The
2: Batman Begins. <laughs>
0: Oh my god!
2: And here's your dork that doesn't like it. E- yep,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You're right. It was way better. It was. There was nothing cool in the in, in the Dark Knight at all. No, no, that, right.
1: the Dark Knight was awesome. The Dark Knight was really awesome. I just thought the first one had a little more depth. Um, in terms of expanding. Ah, uh, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, oh
2: my god! Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so i guess i guess I'm, I'm i'll sum up my point i i think that uh i personally don't like to call anybody a hardcore gamer and i don't like to call people casual gamers i personally would like to see the two groups come together and kind of live a little you know better but that's just me kind of hoping that everybody would treat each other nicely Um, you know that's never going to happen um but um i i think in the end it's kind of by us calling, categorizing casual and us categorizing hardcore, I think we're actually just separating the two groups even further and further. And um, I just think it's bad for the industry. I don't think what the industry is doing is bad for itself. I think what its consumers are doing to themselves is bad for the industry. Mm. Mm.
0: You know what? You know what point that I do like from the argument of like casual gaming is ruining everything. Mm. The one point I, I think is a really good point on that part is that. You have a lot of resources being dedicated to be making really bad games. Yeah, I but mean, they're not like, good. Like, they're not good companies that are devoting those resources. What about Ubisoft?
2: You Ubisoft know, is so making, hit
0: and miss, though. Yeah, but they're making Magic Party Babies instead of like something they could make
1: that would be decent. You know? Yeah, but think of it this way: Would those developers that are making those games, would they? Are they the same kind of developers that would be making? You know, Assassin's Creed 2. Do you think... Well, that- of course
0: not. They, but they could be making something somewhat decent <laughs> rather than shovelware. You, you think those guys are out there being like, oh man, Magic Party Babies is going to change the world. No, they got assigned to that job.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? That might they also might be assigned to those jobs based on talent as well, you know, mm-hmm. or they might yeah. be grooming them to help them build the better games. I mean, I am definitely not complaining about Ubisoft's or Ubisoft's like catalog of games even though they they are putting out so much shovelware. I mean, they've got Assassin's Creed 2 coming out, they've been doing the Ghost Recon games, they've got uh the next Splinter Cell coming out. So their their catalog of hardcore games is still there.
1: Yeah, and see, also a point I want to make is is you're sort of saying, no, those, that demographic can't play games. Because really, what other kind of children, ch- kids' games are there? What are what kid kid games, and I'm talking two edges, two and up, would you play yourself? They all suck to you. It's not important that they're <laughs> good to you. It's important that a, a two-year-old can go, oh, pretty
2: colors. Fuck and, you, Oregon Trail rules. Yeah, <laughs> it no, it will I'm, always rule.
0: Like those same programmers could be working on some new IP for Ubisoft
1: rather yeah, than, you know yeah, what I mean? Like they something have too. To, Like those, those games have to exist. No, it's they a, don't. It's a market. <laughs> 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 well,
0: that's well, the thing is they don't. Like nobody's, nobody's buying them. That's the thing. Nobody's buying Magic Party Babies. Well, like, they
1: are. Like, I don't
0: no, they do. are. Uh, what are the sales for Magic Pirates. Party Babies? Parents are buying. No, time. but I mean, what are the actual sales? I bet you they're under. Well, they would They're under a. Well, they wouldn't copies. make
1: them. Well, they wouldn't make them if if they didn't sell. I a lot of games get made that don't sell. <laughs> no, but they, they would not make. This is this is Ubisoft's 100th uh, kids game. They know what they're doing. They they know exactly what kind of figures they'll get from this game.
0: Well, and exactly, you know what it is? Is they're making a quick buck. They're making yeah. a really, really shitty thing. That's fa- yeah. And I'm saying that they could be putting those. Re- that doesn't negate my point that they could still yeah. be putting those resources toward making
1: a really good game. Yeah. the Thing is, do the people that do the kids that are playing them know that it's, that, that it's shit? Do they care? Well, of course not.
2: they will uh, when no. they listen to this podcast. It's yeah.
0: No, <laughs> no. Of course they don't. But that doesn't. That still doesn't negate my point that it's like
1: it's hurting the industry. Well the thing is, it's gonna happen anyway. No matter what, someone's gonna make a crappy kid's game. Might as well be Ubisoft.
0: You know, if it's not
1: Ubisoft it's it's no, some other developer. It should
0: be it should be it should be some other crappy developer. Like that's the, that's my point, is it should be some, it should be wisdom tree making yeah. Bible games. Yeah, but
1: then no, that's I mean, a crappy it be, developer. Good. Then these people that are making these games for Ubisoft would get fired because they're not talented enough to work in the big games or the good games. And then the crappy developers.
0: There's pick, a lot of assumptions. There's a yeah, lot of but, assumptions. Yeah, but I'm
1: generalizing just in the big picture here. You know, I don't think they get
0: fired. Some, I think they would work on
1: something else. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, let's just, let's just put it like this. Some developers are going to make these kinds of games, and it's, it's not going to stop. The fact that they work for Ubisoft instead of someone else just means that Ubisoft makes money instead of someone else. It doesn't really matter who... I would rather see...
0: No, but I don't think they're making a lot of money. Like, I don't think that it's happening. Well, obviously they're United. making
1: enough of money
0: to, to do it. I think no matter what game comes out, I I don't know. I <laughs> I mean, you, we see it, though. Like, even a game like... Even some of these games... Like, We Fit makes a lot of money. You know, like, the really mainstream casual games. I don't know how good, you know, like, uh, like Hannah Montana games do. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know how good they do because I don't have the numbers, but I'm going to bet they don't do that well. Like, I don't think there's that many Hannah Montana PSPs are going to sell.
2: Yeah, but you know? at the same at the same time, I mean, yeah, they, they are shitty games, but they're not putting a lot of resources into building the games. So if they don't sell that many, they're still going to be making a profit. I mean, I I don't think they're... They're they're a business. They're not going to be doing this if they're not going to make some kind of profit unless they're Sega and they'll just keep cranking out Sonic games for I don't know what. But anyway... um. Yeah, I think they're going to be making a profit on Hannah Montana games because yeah, the games suck, but they're they're not putting a lot of resources into them.
0: Hmm. And that still, none of that still doesn't negate my point that it's bad for the industry. I don't care if they're making money; that's fine, but it's still bad for the industry.
1: Yeah, All so, right. Yeah, but I don't see All the solution. <laughs> I don't see I don't see them stopping it as a solution because if they stop, someone else will begin.
0: And and that's the argument to begin with: the casual gamers are hurting gaming. That because they're buying up all this garbage, these companies keep making garbage, and then like it keeps going. That's, yeah, that's and, the argument. And, and,
1: and that's my and that's and that's the point of my counter argument that you're essentially saying then that edges between uh, two and five can't play games. They're not allowed to play games anymore.
0: No, I'm saying that they should. play yeah, I good
1: know, games. I, no, I, yeah, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Because they don't know what it means. What I'm saying
0: overall is what I'm saying. Like we'll do my little sum up argument. (laughs) (laughs) My sum up argument is that if the argument is that casual gamers are hurting the industry, I can see, I can see that they're that they're saying these resources are being dedicated to things that are being targeted to these people who don't appreciate games the way that we do being more hardcore people and i don't think that i don't think i'm saying that they can't play games but the fact that they're getting sold a quick buck you know what i mean is is not a good thing they should be able to get high quality casual games rather than the quick buck because they don't know any better you know
2: all right i could i could be i could see that i can see that yeah. so anyway. well said sir well said
0: yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah Uh, Basically, to sum up my point, uh, what I really wanted to get into with this is is the whole uh, hardcore hardcore versus casual terminology, and I think that needs to go away. I think we need to stop labeling people, and stop, uh, especially you hardcore guys, stop looking down on casual players, and stop saying that when you you get kids, you'll definitely uh, have them play all the classic games first, because if you do that, you're going to mess up your kid. <laughs> let him play what all his friends are playing, and that's going to be the new hot thing, and that's going to yeah. be their classic game. And let them grow up in the normal way. Don't go, yeah. you know, you don't. A father don't uh, that like ten years ago didn't go and say, Oh, you need to go out in the forest and 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 uh, survive like I did when I was young. No, you don't do that. That's just stupid. Just, dude, what did your dad do? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. He, gave, he gave me a battle axe, of, obviously, but <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but but yeah, yeah well,
0: I disagree. I think we'll lots of dads do that exact thing. Dads say, you know, I grew up this way. You should yeah. grow up this way. You well, and, I mean? it, and, then the and it's and it's, wrong. So and it's wrong. So it's wrong. It's what you what's what's gonna gonna have is to happen. to just in that South Park episode. What's going to happen is exactly what happens in that South Park episode when they're playing Guitar Hero and Stan's dad like, hey, you know, I can play these songs on real guitar. And then they're like, real <laughs> guitar is Real guitar sucks. Yeah, it's like suck. our guitar. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, That's basically what, in my opinion, what's going to happen is you're, you know, you're going to try to show your kids, like, punch out, and they're going to be like, this sucks. Like, why would I play this? And then you're yeah. going to be like, but it's so good. And you're gonna be like, they're going
1: to be like, no, it isn't. It's two buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, well, I I think we need to be realistic here and say that and say that if you get a kid, if you have a have a child, you're gonna let him play what he wants to play. You're not gonna force him to play something because uh, you grew up with it. And and if you do, <laughs> I think you're a bad parent. I think just because a lot of people do it, <laughs> I think it's it, it doesn't make it right.
0: And you, that is. And that, that is... is Mott's parenting advice for this week, everybody.
2: Yeah. Uh, you will play Metal Gear Solid 2, and you will not talk to me until you can recite the storyline. Don't come out of that room. Why is, why is Raiden naked? Keep looking at him. You're not getting the metaphor.
1: You're five. You should know this by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up this week, everybody.
1: Yeah. Let's just um, um, remember to go to uh, our iTunes feed and and subscribe to the podcast. If you could also be kind enough to rate and review it, that would be awesome. Uh, if you do that, that means more people will see the podcast. Uh, that means more people will start listening to the podcast. That means more people will start checking out the site. Which in turn means that it'll sign up to the forums and talk with you and and ent- entertain you while you're busy at work or something. Or I should say not not busy at all. Uh, you should also <laughs> go to um, go to Facebook and join our Facebook group and uh, and you should su- subscribe to our YouTube uh, channel. And, and uh,
2: you should also subscribe to the front page and comment on our stories and news feed and uh, you know our features and reviews and everything like that. Let us know how are we
1: doing. Yeah. Exactly. What front page? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hopefully, exactly. hopefully it'll be up when you see this or when you hear this. Yeah. So, yeah. so.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, that's it. You. All right. Bye that guys. Is, uh, see you guys later. boulder Speak signing out. <laughs> Mamma mia! Chief,
2: can you hear me? Diffie, diffie,
1: diffie, 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 diffie. Yeah. Total
2: carnage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so I'm, yeah. uh, I'll be back in uh, two. All right, nice. sounds good. I'm actually going to start reinstalling WordPress onto the main site. So I'll be here. I'm just not going to hit Hey,
0: my, Mots, before you peace out,
2: though, are you still yeah. there? Yeah, I'm just um, going
0: to. Do, do you want to add anything to the PowerPoint? Randy sent me a list of everything, and that's just... what I pretty much made the podcast about.
1: Yeah, just give me a, a second. I just really, really, really have to, repeat uh,
2: <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll be right,
1: right here. Time. I'll be right
2: here, guys. Catch you later. <laughs> All right, sounds good.